Everybody and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I am Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, as always, joined uh, by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? Doing very well. Doing very well. Excited for today. It's a big tables have turned. This is a weird one. Uh, frankly, I think we should go ahead and plug anything we want to plug up top because I think we're going to lose a lot of people quick. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we are joined, of course, by friend and foe of the podcast, (laughs) owner of the Comedy Attic in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana, co-founder of the Limestone Comedy Festival, uh, now joined by Dwight Simmons, uh, and uh, along with, of course, Matt Alonzo Morning, and uh, that is Jared Thompson, of course. How are you today, Jared? Good. You mispronounced uh, cr- creator of this podcast. I here's the thing. I was mentally, I meditated this yeah. morning. I knew you were going to do this. I knew this was coming. I prepared mm-hmm. myself, and I'm not angry. <laughs> here's um, okay. I just want to talk about this right up top. <laughs> I want to get right to it. So Jared thinks he came up with this podcast because he hates music. And that is in his mind enough to have a show. And uh, if that were a podcast, it would be the worst fucking podcast. Uh, and that's what we're doing today. So, um, well, first of all, uh, I, no, that's not what we're doing. Be, I could not do a podcast. So I'm with you that it would be bad. But if the I idea one, that you so. were talking about is just you shitting on the music that everybody likes. That's not what the show is. It's literally the opposite of that. Well, one of these, I was <laughs> thinking of doing this at your funeral. Which of course I, will, I won't live longer than you. So this wouldn't work anyway. <laughs> I think but you might, given how I, I have, have the been comedy living. bugged. And I have audio of what happened back then of us talking about this, of coming up with it. And what I said was, was that, you know, we should do a podcast where somebody defends bands and music that most people think are bad. You, I, here's the thing. I also have, I had the club bugged myself. I double bugged it. And here's a, uh, here's a little clip of Jared uh, pitching the podcast. I hate all the bands that weren't around when I was young. <laughs> that sure, and that yeah, is yeah. good audio. Um, uh, anyway, before we get into the premise of today's show, we have we have there's some breaking news in the music world. Tommy, take it away. <laughs> it's me. Walter Couric, and I'm here to tell you about the breaking news. We have Smash Mouth. So last week we talked about, or maybe, yeah, last week we talked about how in the Hamptons uh, there was a chain smokers concert. Yes. It was opened, of course, by DJ Diesel, mm-hmm. the CEO of Goldman Sachs. And uh, we had the exact opposite thing in music uh, this week, which is that Smash Mouth. First we had this party, in, this exclusive party in the Hamptons. Then this week we have Smash Mouth playing to a bunch of bikers, uh, none of them wearing masks, hundreds of bikers at this uh, rally in South Dakota, and apparently, uh, especially uh, Smash Mouth frontman Steve Harwell said, "We're all here together tonight. Screw that COVID expletive." What do you guys think that expletive was? Um, I'm, it's got to be COVID shit, correct? Goodness, I, I think it was goodness. <laughs> screw that COVID goodness. Uh, maybe yeah, it was right. screw that COVID uh, 
fuckhat or like <laughs> yeah right or like yeah what's the sort of uh expletive a guy like that would use i mean it's probably something offensive if it's not shit but jared what's the sort of thing you would put there well so basically let me just say this that that only people dumber than somehow anyone who currently listens to smash mouth are the people that were at this thing so they had to basically trick bikers into get having anyone go to their concert like there's no way that if they <laughs> announce a concert no one would go but they <laughs> were like so well true. now we, we can go we can just play in front of all these people and say that we played in front of actual people because i bet you if they came to bloomington they would probably play the bluebird and it would probably be like half full i bet yeah i don't know about that i mean bluebird they get there's a cover a cover band that packs the place out every week right but you have to keep in mind the tickets would probably be like 35 or 40 bucks that's a good point that's a good point so to see like hairbangers ball it's like eight bucks yeah that's fair so, that's fair yeah. um i will say i do like their strategy and me and tommy will be doing a live stand by your band that is an anti-covid rally for all bikers <laughs> yes yeah and people right. will be like wait this is a live podcast and we'll be like right. shushing them the whole time like no no we got to get the audio it's got to go on the patreon um speaking of which the yeah Patreon, well, the, three dollars trying to think of what the music would have to be at a at a wait you said an anti-covid or pro-covid so meaning oh that that's a good point they think it's a hoax but i guess what here's what we could do is go to a we could make a pro covid rally where it's people who believe in the virus and think it's good they think that it's actually what it's doing is helping uh, oh, the world. I mean, um, you know? I'm looking at a picture of the fans, and it is it is wild. There is yeah, hundreds of people. There is everyone looks exactly like what you'd think they look like. A lot of Brett Favre looking dudes, uh, yeah, and, fa- and fat Brett Favre looking dudes. And, oh uh, man, not not a mask in sight. It is wild. Uh, Do you see just... anywhere in the photo a person of color? Oh, heavens no. <laughs> no, no way. They probably, I wonder if they're even like allowed. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Who knows? To, I don't know. I don't know. Jeez. You think there's like a diversity so program within the biker community? I do I actually not have so. seen, I've seen like a, a like a, there's, there's a black bike cr- like crew that uh, rides along the highway in Pennsylvania that I've, uh, like been around been running before. with for a while. I've been running with that crew <laughs> and uh, I think they're pretty cool. No, but uh, I was surprised because I was like, oh, I guess I, you don't see that very often. It usually feels like a, it feels like it's a racist organization, even yeah. though I don't think it is an organization. I think it's just people who like motorcycles. Yeah. yeah. Which would probably be fun if I knew how to, if, like, if I had balance, maybe Let's it would get be in fun. There. I, th- there are so many things ruined by, I don't have balance either. I'll never be able to surf. That's no, all I ever wanted not. to do. I think no we way. should go. I think us three should go surfing when this is all done. <laughs> <laughs> it could oh, be fun. Man. Um, yeah. So, Smash Mouth, fix it, fellas. Come on, clean there it was up. One more thing I wanted to bring up in this article I was reading about it, which is the article said some fans of the band <laughs> found it irresponsible. The fans aren't the, the Smash Mouth fans aren't the responsible. It's other people who found this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> irresponsible. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that is truly insane. I'm shocked that, uh, I'm disappointed in you, Smash Mouth. I was, uh, we do, we just talked about them and they have a lot of hits. It was a fun app. Who defended them? I'm, I'm, it's slipping my mind now. Um, Graham, 
dude from Stop Podcasting Yourself. Oh, that's right. Graham Clark did it. It was that was great. Uh, we Sorry, I forgot your name for a second. No, no, he's a good. Man. I put you on the spot. I forgot who did it all together. We gotta have him back on. He's gonna do. It's weird the, that I are you went pissing so right now. Huh? Are you peeing? What do you do? It sounds like you moved to no. the bathroom. No, I, I'm trying to get a band aid, but I, I couldn't find one. This uh, is what the piss freaks have been waiting for since <laughs> the inception of the podcast. A live no, urination. I, I, I my finger trying to break ice apart. I know this sounds like I'm like from like the Little House on the Prairie era where we have to break our own ice. But uh, anyway, uh, what I was going to say is it's funny that I went so full throated on Jason Mraz. Mm-hmm. When we, I didn't, I, I, I acted like on that podcast that, that we'd never done Smash Mouth. I don't remember doing Smash Mouth, but that re- it is worse. Yeah. And it was recent too. It was like, just like Weird. a couple months ago. I think what it is about J- Jason Mraz is just, it's just so, uh, it just sounds exactly like what music and like commercials sound like. It's like, it's just, it's just, there's nothing there. It's like so void of anything. And I think that's what hit me was that like, I didn't realize it was this light and airy. It's like too much. Yeah. It's almost like if Jack Johnson were somehow less hard, (laughs) (laughs) like it's weird. I don't know. When Jack Johnson couldn't make me more hard. (laughs) I know. Right. 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 (laughs) We should just do a podcast of the hot guys in, in music. Yeah. Who do you think is the hottest guy in music, Jared? Um. Well, does Michael B. Jordan sing? Because no, that's my answer. Come if he does. on, no, you got to go hottest, with the musician. He's the person on earth. Yeah, he's a hot guy, but he's not. A, he um, make him sing a song before you can say this. I've never heard the man sing. Victor uh, Oladipo like sings. John bon Jovi, he's pretty hot. John Bon yeah. Jovi. All right. He was. Fair he still enough. is. I don't know any new. I don't know who's like everybody I listen to is like ninety. Yeah, that's fine, the, but they can still be hot. Age, like the guy don't be ages. Drugs is maybe hot. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. What about Kurt Vile? You think he's hot? He's kind of weird looking hot. Yeah, he looks he like Ryan Donnie, the singer of the War on Drugs. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There you go. Uh, so, Tommy, what do you think? What do you? Who you well, got? I'm looking. At, I'm looking at an LA Weekly list of the hottest male musicians of all time, uh, and I'm shocked by what they put. As let me give you the top five really quick because I'm pretty mm-hmm. shocked by almost mm-hmm. all of these. Number five, they put Bruce Springsteen. Wow. But he was hot. Yeah, for sure. that's true. That album cover where he's wearing the, uh, yeah. This is, hot. when is this from? Uh, 1984. <laughs> 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 I don't want to scroll all the way. Uh, Fair enough. Number four, here's a hint. He was one of the guys from NSYNC. Oh, shit. Is it JC? <laughs> <laughs> yes, JC. It's Justin Timberlake. Yes. Number three, here's a hint. Some people think of him as the king. Elvis Presley? <laughs> nope, it's uh, JC again. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> Elvis Presley, number three. Weird. Uh, okay, number two, I, I want you guys to guess. Number two and number one, I'll give vaguer hints, uh, non-joke hints. Uh, number two, there was a movie uh, that he was in that he wrote the whole Prince? soundtrack for. Yep. There we go. He's like four foot ten. Yeah, he's still <laughs> sexy though. You he's know? five yeah. two. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is. Sexy. He's a short That's king. <laughs> yeah, he's the short prince. Mm-hmm. And number one uh, died in the last five years. 
Beethoven. <laughs> he was hot. Some of those picks. Yeah. Like, his damn. wig was his 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 Wednesday wig was real hot. Died in the last five years. Huh. On his last album before his death, he worked with James Murphy of LCD Sound System on one song. Oh, is it David Bowie? It is David Bowie? Wow, that's crazy. Completely false, but (laughs) isn't that a weird list? I I don't like that list at all. It's worth the trivia. It's worth getting the credit for getting the question right, but it's not true. Well, I think the proof is in the pudding. Lenny Kravitz is probably the hottest guy, even though I don't like his music. That's true. He's one of those guys that like people like when you hear women be upset that men get hotter as they get older, there's yeah. no better example. The guy is just hotter today than ever. What do you think about this take on that old trope, Jared? Uh, I think that's better for women. We're the ones who have to fuck these ugly old ladies. <laughs> oh my God. I think that should, we should hold for edit. Right? <laughs> um, no, I'm not. No, it's not. Good. I just think you said it. So it's like, <laughs> Hey, the fans who clamored for me to talk about the music that I like yes. know that that was your voice. I don't know about all that because – and I think here's some here's some proof. So we should get into the premise of this week's episode, which is that um, I, a lot of people – there was some clamoring for what does Jared like. He comes in hot every fucking week. Taking down the bands that people love and really giving it to the guest. And yet here he gets to sit behind, uh, you know, a wall that he, he's not letting any of us in. So he's not well, vulnerable. And now he I, has to be. So that's what we're doing today. We're going to listen. We're going to hear the songs that Jared thinks are the best of the eighties. Uh, because Jared made a good point, which is that if we, I thought we should. Do something from the nineties or top five from the nineties, top six from the nineties or whatever. Jared made a good point that he is more vulnerable to music in the eighties because that's when he is in his nostalgic period for music the way that we are with nineties and early two thousand music. Right. But, I mean the majority of so this all came about during the quarantine. Um I made a best eighty minutes, which is typically about twenty to twenty-two songs of every year of the eighties, you know, 1980 to 1989. And, uh, it took me a really long time to make each list. And, uh, not only that, I then made a best of the whole thing. So it's two songs from each year. And, um, so the list that I gave you guys is a song, either the number one or number two song from each year. And one of the things that I wanted to really, sort of make the list uh d- diverse is of course i have what i believe to be the best song of the decade but i also have stuff on there that is not necessarily known as the artist's biggest hit and or i wanted to have a couple like one hit wonder things on there because or at least one what one hit wonder because i do feel like that for me uh, the music that I would argue in favor of that other people would say, you know, that I would be like that I would have to d- defend are the majority of music that I like that isn't sort of known as being great is one hit wonders of the 80s. Qu- Quarter Flash is on my list. And that's a that's a band that existed in a very short amount of time that had one hit. 
and I think the song is the best song of of the, of that year, eighty three. I think it is, or eighty two, or whatever. Let's play that now, since yeah, uh, a lot of people sure. probably don't know it. I yeah, didn't I didn't, know it before, I didn't know it before. Yeah, let's hear it. This is sort of like encapsulates what it was like. I think it was at eighty one. Now that I'm, now that I'm, I'm, I should have brought my list with me. I don't have it up here, but my point is, is that this is. This is me as a young child at the at, at a swimming pool in Goshen, I- Indiana. Oh shit! Just like formulating what? What were you doing in Goshen? That that I lived there till se- second grade. I did not. So we would go to the pool, you know, several times a week, and we would just listen to music there, and that's where my sort of opinions of music first got formed. Sure. Is that this why is eighty one? Are so gauche. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Frank Goshen ass. Um, <laughs> uh, I I looked it up. It is eighty one, and uh, yeah. charted at number three in the United States. Uh, in this song, the singer finds the strength to leave her man and is determined to do it without getting squishy. It says. Written by the guitarist Marv Ross, it was a regional hit in the Pacific Northwest when it, when the group called itself Seafood Mama. <laughs> Shuffling no. of the lineup and a name change to Quarter Flash. We can't, we can't just go past Seafood <laughs> Mama. <laughs> uh, is, I rescind this from my list. It's gone. This is all, that's almost as bad, and I'm sure you both know of uh, of uh, P- Pearl Jam's first name, which is M- Mookie Bla- Blaylock. With this is worse. I, I did not. Maybe I don't remember if we've talked about that on here before, but I did. Yeah, not know Hawks that. guard Mookie Bla- Blaylock, <laughs> Oklahoma Sumer guard, Sooner. Good lord, sure guard Mookie, Bla- Mookie Blaylock. Blaylock. Sure, guy really had a career year uh, in '99. Um, let's let's hear the song. So this is. Uh, Harden My Heart. I know we do. I know we do Facebook comments later, but yes. someone did mention B- "Big Country" by, or it's called "In a Big Big Country" mm-hmm. by the artist B- Big Country, and that was the other song that I wanted the same uh, effect with. Where it's basically it's a one-hit wonder artist who who just has a song that just sort of transcends the decade, even though they really never did anything else. So I chose this just because it was a little bit earlier and I remember it's weird. Like I remember being at the pool and that song would play all the time. And it just, I just remember it seeping into my brain that I liked just the way it sounded. And it's got a very uh, triumphant beat, sure. which I'm very, 
that is something it's always caught me like when you when you listen to some of the biggest song you know the the uh, f- final ca- countdown by europe is another example of like it's yes. just a song that like it just sounds like a the, like you a, said it before a horse yeah. galloping you yes, said it's yeah, what yeah. It, it's, it's just it was built it, it was made <laughs> to be played in like a big like sporting event in the background. When, you know? Whenever uh, I hear a song like that, I remember you saying it sounds yeah. like horses galloping about another song. Yeah. And I was like, I know exactly what right. you mean. Uh, I got a little trivia here for you. Um, this song is in at least two films, it looks like. Nope. But one that you would definitely have seen. Do you know uh, what movie this uh, this song is from? I mean, I'm sure I, I, I don't know off the top of my head, no. I'll, I mean, if, yeah, I, I, uh, 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 if you give me a hint about the movie, I might. Okay. Uh, Tommy, do you have any guesses before I start well, giving hints? I, I know because when okay. I listened to this, I, I had never seen the band name and I'd never seen the song title and it, the song was so familiar. Yes. Like, I must yeah. have heard this. So I looked at it. It's in one of my favorite comedies of same. all time. Yeah. So, so yeah. legendary comedy, cult comedy film, I'd, I'd say, that uh, did earn itself a prequel netflix series is that helping you at all there jerry oh yeah uh um wet wet hot america that is correct it's also in the movie rock of ages and julian how how do you say that name h-o-u-g hugh that was huff huff Huff. that makes more sense julian huff and mary j blige sing this song in the film rock of ages you know, no. probably not a, you know, probably not a po- popular thing for me to say, but not a fan of Wet, wet Out American Summer. I, <gasps> I don't like, I don't like anything where what? like, I've, I've said this a billion times where I don't like something where like you walk into a room and they're just like a bear in a costume sitting down eating breakfast. Like it just doesn't, it's not funny to me. I don't like stuff like that. Like, I don't like where it's like, it's that's not, not a scene in that movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't it's be like, like yeah, I don't like, I don't like when what they just like? have like a tiger and it's oh, like yeah. laying in the bed. That didn't happen in that movie. There's a guy in the corner that has like a knife in him. There's the one scene. He doesn't have the knife. It's in a parody him. film. It's there's one Stupid. scene where they do that, where it's like they're all on drugs and they go to the popular. city. I get it. But it's you only like one scene. Dude? I do. I do. <laughs> it's a similar like I know. joke I a minute structure. Yeah. 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 Tommy, you're bald. <laughs> and can I just say while I have the floor that uh, I am on that seafood mama diet? <laughs> seafood and oh mama, I eat it. <laughs> I I think we need to edit this out of here altogether with that band name. I cannot stand behind this. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Maybe seafood ever. mama. Jared's a fan. My mom died. My mom died in two in two. Th- <laughs> My mom died in, I don't remember what year it was, but. <laughs> what is, is happening? This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. On, the happening live on this podcast, you unearth a person that so, likes one tenth of the number of bands as me. Unearth a band that I'm standing behind. Called, what seafood Mama. Mama. Seafood, seafood Mama. Mama. So from now on, if you're a guest on this show or if you're listening, you're like, man, I really like this band and Jared sure to take them to task. Remember, <laughs> Seafood Mama. You've got it in your back pocket. <laughs> What's that smell? Oh, Seafood Mama just left. She was in the room. <laughs> seafood Jeez. Mama has entered the chat. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> let's hear, uh, now that we've heard that, um, let's hear Let's hear another song. I think now that we've So wait a minute, you need to be careful. You need to let tell, tell let me pick them. That's I what I was. I was going to do that. 
Okay, well, but you don't know what my number one song of the decade is. That's fine. That's fine. So is that number okay. six then? I don't have the list in front of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> so what are you fucking talking about? You. I this is all worried. in your head. I know, but listen. Here's why. Just let me explain. So I left my phone in my room because I would get calls and text messages sure. of, from different stuff. And I didn't want to, I wanted to be in the moment with you guys. Fair enough. So did you send them to us in the order that you wanted? Let's them? just do, so let, uh, do, uh, level, level terrace apartment. Okay. That's what I was going to do. Great so song. this is a okay. uh, joy division. I, I hope this is okay. It's all they had that I could find, but it's the 2020 remaster. It's fine. Yeah. And by With the Cardi way, Cardi B on it, right? That's yes. right. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. 2020. Man, fuck 2020. Yeah, that's thanks, gonna, 2020. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I I can only imagine this song's gonna sound like a friggin' garbage fire. <laughs> Remixed in 2020. Uh, All right. Let's hear "Love Will Tear Us Apart." great song <sighs> well it's the most obvious song on my list that would make you know if anyone again there's hardly anyone listening that I, that knows what i like i guess but you know joy division is if they're probably my favorite band of all time i would say or very close they're certainly in the top four at worst and um obviously that's the most um you know, that's the, the closest thing to a hit that they ever made. And also you can hear them turning into new order, like right in front of your, you know, you can just hear it mm -hmm. right there. Um, you know, I, I actually think that that, that could be the best song ever written. And I, and I, and I say that just because it's a band, it's, there's a big difference to me between a band or whether you're talking about a comedian or anything else who has, who, ha who has the ability to write a super dark and complex piece of art who then also can make something so fun and great sounding. It's almost like when you hear a comedian who you love, who tells a dick joke, if that makes mm -hmm. sense, where you you're, you're used to them just having this sort of overarching viewpoint and then they do something really silly. 
And, and so I would say, if nothing else, I probably have listened to that song more times than any song ever. Yeah, that's I, I love that song. And uh, I would say as far as the, so are you putting that at number five on this list? Is that, is that no, no, I, I, I was just I have sort of a different story for each song, but okay. I do have what I believe to be the best song of the 80s. I think it's the playlist. second song on the list. And I, it's um, Ronald I, Reagan's speech about trickle-down economics. Right, 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 oh. right. Well, what's really interesting for me and sort of my life in music, what's interesting for me about Joy Division is even after I started to listen to punk rock, which would have been uh, in about 1992 or late 91, I got uh, Green Day, uh, Kerplunk. And that was basically the beginning of me listening to punk rock. And I remember vividly being in high school and buying Closer, the album that that is on, and not, I hated it. I wasn't ready for it. And so (laughs) to me, like Joy Division is such a flashpoint in, like, I remember earning getting it, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. where I had sort of gone back and listen to so much other stuff that sort of prepped me for being ready for it. Because, you know, when you're in high school, you're not necessarily ready for like nuanced music. You're more wanting something that's three minutes. That's got a hook, you know, that's sort of what you're looking for. At least that was my experience in high school. And so I remember being in college and being like, I finally feel like I can listen to, to this. And I, and I, and I finally got it. I feel like that about Radiohead, where I, yeah. in high school, I loved Pablo Honey and the Benz. And mm. then, uh, when, um, when I got to, I remember my brother in law was like, you ha- if you like this stuff, you're going to love Hail to the Thief. And, um, mm. uh, I listened to it and I was like, what the fuck is this? And then, mm-hmm. uh, I remember getting really into In Rainbows, and then that kind of got me into like, oh, I see what I like about this other stuff now. And obviously, I mean, like, obviously, Radiohead is, you could very easily argue that they're one third Brian Eno, one third The Beatles, <clears throat> one third Joy Division. I mean, it's just, that's basically in a nutshell exactly what that band is. And so it makes sense that you would feel the same way because I could see myself, you know, I got into Radiohead in college as well, and I was ready for the weirder stuff, I suppose, earlier. But I wouldn't have been if I listened to it in high school. Yeah, yeah. It uh, it. By the way, I just realized. Look at this. This is. Hey, it's funny because it's not Joy Division. It's the no. ripoff logo, though. That Surfer I have a Blood Jaws used. shirt with that. Ah, I actually I was in Disney World when they did the the super infamous mickey mickey ears that was only in in the in the park for like one week and i got one but it was in my fat suit era so it was a two, two <laughs> back so when you used to wear that wear fat suit which i thought was very yeah. offensive yeah, yeah i'm wearing you know? i'm wearing half one right now i should say Sometimes i'm wearing the club owner has to do time to set the tone <laughs> and that means wearing a fat suit if necessary <laughs> I Don't should point out. This. I'm not questioning. I I know you had to do. You had to make some hard choices right. back then. A powder blue suit underneath, <laughs> over top of a fat suit, and they loved it. They yep. ate it up. That's right. That's Who right. here remembers Pez? And they were like, <laughs> you know what? I remember it. I bought Pez. <laughs> it is true that Pez was fucked up. Let's talk about it. <laughs> 
Who um, here remembers Cardi B? Well, it's <laughs> happening like, now. Okay. <laughs> that was crazy. I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like nostalgic for right. The, the, Who here remembers WAP? <laughs> is that what you call is that, I don't think I that's what we're supposed word? to be saying. Just <laughs> just <laughs> <on> Italian <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I apologize to Wario. Italian Italian weird era plumber Wario. Is he still a plumber, you think? Well, That's Mario a good question. A I don't know if Wario was Wario also a plumber. I think Wario is just a degenerate. Wario only the opposite of Mario in that he's evil, or is it like is but he he, like, he does wear the same work? costume though? Like he still wears like the overalls, which is not necessarily the you know is that well, the, is that something plumbers wear? I don't even know. What's the opposite of a plumber? Oh, I, that's true. A sh- someone who shits in a toilet. <laughs> a professional <laughs> shit. Well, no matter what, Wario was offended by my slur. Let's just put it sure, that way. sure, sure. It's probably worse that you're calling Italian Americans Warios. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it, and we should point out that uh, what. WAP is the uh, Wario of MOP. Yes, that is true. (laughs) The nicer version of that. (laughs) Yeah, it would be funny to hear a comedian who is like a nostalgic comic, but they have like a mental disorder where they have very (laughs) short-term memory loss. And they're like, man. Yes. (laughs) Man. Remember 2020? (laughs) That shit was crazy. Remember Excuse Donald me, J. I know Trump? we're not supposed to talk to the comedian during the show, but you do realize we're still in 2020, Oh, right? man. Remember Smash Mouth uh, playing that motorcycle convention? <laughs> that shit was wild. <laughs> do you guys remember oh. Quinoa? Do you guys remember my wife's name? <laughs> uh, I, I, do, I should say uh, we do uh, have a regular segment that we have not gotten to yet. That we should, uh, we should get to. So as you guys know, we have a regular segment, uh, called They Went to Jared, where Jared Thompson, the owner of the beautiful comedy attic in Bloomington, Indiana, leaves us a little voicemail shitting on the guests usually and defending them. And this week is no, uh, not unlike those weeks. We did get a voicemail from Jared Thompson and, uh, and here it is. Hey, boys and the guests. This is They Went to Jared. Um, just got to say, Jared's defending uh, his favorite songs of the 80s this week. And I think w- this is just proof that this podcast has run out of ideas. <laughs> Who is this for? Uh, nobody wants to hear this. So, good luck. Uh, I guess I'll see you next week. Love you guys. Bye. So that was this week's They Went to Jared. The shortest one we've ever had somehow. <laughs> you know, I, I, tr- I said this. That's what I said. No, this is for no one. <laughs> this is for Tommy's gr- girlfriend, apparently, and no one else. No one cares about what I like. I think people are having a good time. I think you were wrong in that voicemail, Jared. Oh, sure. Oh, my God. 
Well, I see you had time to record that voicemail, but you gave us one minute before with the Zoom link. So thanks a lot for. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Look, if, here's the problem. If I send people the Zoom links too early, all of a sudden I see them sitting in the waiting room 15 minutes early. That stresses me out. I don't you like having that. I'm reading 15 the minutes early is on time. Not in podcast world. Not That's in stand true. by your band world. Um, I do want to point out, I did ask like four people to send in voicemails, and they were all too scared. Um, Tim McLaughlin... <laughs> Dwight Simmons said he didn't have time. Mitchell Potts uh, said he had to work. I don't believe a word of it. I think they all were like. Did so you asked Dwight two. Mitchell or who were the other two? Uh, Tim McLaughlin. That was it. I said I said four, but I really lied. It was three. Yeah. But well, then we got that one from the real guy himself. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> I almost sent you a, a voicemail. I, I the same thing you thought of. <laughs> I hey I am I'm ten steps ahead. That's what people yeah. are always saying. Um, let's hear another song. Uh, let me see here. Let me pull this whole playlist up here. Uh, what would you like to hear next? There, Jerry. He, uh, let's do uh, he- head over heels. Okay. All right. This is this is the this is the go goes. By the way, head over heels. That's a that's a fun song. That's a, that'll get you going. I enjoyed that. Yeah. So what's interesting about Head Over Heels is that you know even though I lived through that era, I was probably seven or eight. Um, does one of you have the stats up on that song? I wonder where it yeah. charted. So it charted at number eleven in the yeah, states. Yeah. See, that's the that's thing the is that place. like it was not a major everyday hit, and I remember. You know, obviously, v- Vacation and, you know, some other songs of theirs were much bigger hits. And Damn, in, I loved Vacation. In my punk, in my punk rock era, quote, uh, quote, unquote, a band called Doc Hopper, who is not something, don't look that up. They're not good. It's not, they're not a good band. But yeah. they did a cover of that song. And I remember, I know I know this song from somewhere. And it was only like 20 some years later that I went back and started listening to that song again. 
And it, to me, is their best song. It is um, a perfect, you know, what, three minute, three and a half minute pop sure. song that's fun. It doesn't, you know, it right out of the gate, it's fun for every second. And to me, the 80s, it would be unreasonable for me to make a list of six songs of just men from the 80s because there's a lot of the 80s were an era where it was for a for a short amount of time there was room for for women rock bands in music and it and it really was one of the only time frames where there was like a lot of different like all women rock bands and so i wanted to include that be, because it's my it's my favorite song of theirs in a time frame where there wasn't just dudes in in like in like rock bands sure that makes sense i didn't realize that i knew uh, i forgot about vacation i I love that song that's a great time yeah but i forgot about beauty and the beat which is their biggest uh let's see the first album beauty and the beat was released in 81 and became the first album by an all-girl band to hit number one in america their follow-up vacation didn't do as well but was still solid showing are they the ones that this is a dumb question because I can't remember the song. But the other ones with that song that's like they got the beat, they got the beat. They yeah, got... all right. That's that's, that's Beauty and the Beat uh, on on Be- Beauty and the Beat. Nice. Yeah. So they had two like big big albums, and then because I mean I'm surprised actually that you say that because I remember v- Vacation being at least now you have to think about this. It was both radio and MTV at that mm-hmm. point. So like a lot of what I t- took in were videos. And so it could be that, that uh, v- vacation sold not as well, but it was certainly, it was on heavy ro- rotation. Sure. What do you think um, about seen, this? Uh, oh, sorry, have you ahead. seen the documentary about that? No, now? I just found out about it actually last night. I didn't even know about it. I definitely am going to watch it though. Uh, yeah, a lot of people have been talking about how good it is so it made me interested yeah. in this band already and then you put the song on the list and at first i did think that it was a cover of tears for fears head over heels like i saw head over heels mid 80s you know it's so funny that you say that because there's a bunch of stuff that we're not going to cover that really d- deserves like uh, t- uh t- tears for fears in that moment were as good as anything in in you know in, in the decade uh, rem is not on this list i don't think there's a cure song on there mm-hmm. which they're probably the best band the of wild. the 80s i mean it, but that's the thing is that like there's so many good songs and if and again the list might look different if i was like these are the six absolute best songs of the decade because I think the cure probably would make it Prince would make it. I mean, nobody could argue that Prince isn't the best artist of the eighties because, because he is. Mm-hmm. And it's weird too, because I was never a lot of this stuff. I didn't really love the first time around M- Madonna being one of them. Mm-hmm. And when I've gone back and tried to listen to Madonna now, I mean, it's fun, but it doesn't stick with me the way that a lot of other stuff does. Like it just doesn't, I don't connect to it. And of course, we can't listen to Michael Jackson. I, right. I wish I could, but I can't. I mean, yeah. so, tell that to Lang. Can't do it. I know. <laughs> well, I can't do it. Yeah. Um, well, oh my God, that that clip that you guys played of of uh, Polly Shore interviewing him was so good. It's insane. It's so it's funny. It's a weird pop culture artifact. I still can't believe that exists. So funny. Um, speaking of insane stories, I just found this thing about the Go Go's. Uh, that they had to cancel their 2010 tour when Jane uh, Weedland fell off a cliff 
while hiking and injured her knees. This event made number nine on Entertainment Weekly's hit list in their June 25th issue. Uh, I know you guys are keeping score. <laughs> well, a lot more famous people fall off cliffs than <laughs> Jesus. Uh, probably yeah, they, I guess they played at IU, too, which is Oh, shit. I think Brad um, said that he did a show for, for them, and they were not very nice, but... Whoa, you're... Hey, take it, you're not supposed to tip off that you're in Indiana, Jared. It's like Bob oh, and sorry. Tom. It's Bob yeah, and Tom right. rules. <laughs> you're not allowed yeah. to say that you're in Indiana right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, uh, it's, she said I probably wasn't, it probably wasn't the best idea to rehearse head over heels on the trails. She has a sense of humor about it. Come yeah. on. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. Um, I didn't know that there was a, a Broadway musical inspired by the group's, uh, music. It's called Hamilton. <laughs> uh, it is, uh, the Jared beat. just went dark. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. I just remembered that I, I just remembered that I can look, I just looked at the list. Damn it. Um, what do you uh, want to hear next? I, I forgot I have my texting on my iPad. I'm I'm an old person. I'm an old person. Um, so yeah, why don't we do uh, t- touch a gray next? Okay. Now this I'm gonna I gotta tell you this shocked me that this was on this list because this is from Grateful Dead and I just didn't know that you were into that sweet green ganja so hard. Well, I have I have I have a story here as well, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I remember I was ten when this when this was released. And I remember thinking that the video was just so cool. Like, I remember being like, oh, because they're like skeletons. You know, it's it's a stupid video now if you watch it now. But at the time, I was like, oh, this is fun. So, yeah. Let's go ahead and hear some of it. And then, yeah, we'll talk about it after. So bad. <laughs> and, you know, it's really crazy. So, so this is a little personal anecdote thing. So, in in the last like fifteen or twenty years of my my mom's life, she really got into the Grateful Dead. Like she, you know, she was alive and listened to music when they were making. You know, they formed in what sixty five, I think. And um, you know, she didn't get into them until certainly the nineties. And, you know, we would make fun of her about it because they're just they're an easy target band that like you can very easily make fun of. And their fans are just, you know, fair. They're, you know, I would rather their fans than a lot of like current fans of bands. But like at the time, they were really the only sort of like zombie ish, like we're going to follow them like wherever they go. 
so it was an easy target plus i grew up on the beach and so they were like the most popular band like basically on the outer banks you're handed a grateful dead t-shirt when you're born i mean it's just like <laughs> so it's such a weird thing that like they've become one of my favorite bands and it's really crazy because i am the antithesis of a deadhead where i if i you if you play one of their live songs i'll shut it off in one <laughs> second i can't stand any noodling or like i don't want 15 minute versions of three minute songs or whatever <laughs> so the, the carbs that, get rid of the noodling <laughs> Yeah, well, so the fact that Touch of Grey is my favorite Grateful Dead song is a dead giveaway that I'm not a real fan, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's their biggest. It was their, like, only only, hit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but the thing is, is that I would honestly say that in the last five years, I've listened to that song more times than any other song. It's just a song that I know I, if I have time to listen to one song, that's the song I'm going to pick. Interesting. That's a good. it's I like that so as fun. a concept. Tommy, do you have one of those? Do you have like if you have you're like I, if I can listen to one song right now, this is what it's going to be. Uh, not off the top of my head. Uh, I will say my mom was also a big Grateful Dead fan, so I relate to you in that way. But I'm also I hate kind of jam bands. Yeah, I very much relate to what you're saying. So the the Grateful Dead, if you sort of concentrate on the on like albums three and four, I think it's. Um, it, um, it's um, nineteen seven. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the album right before uh, right before American Beauty. But there's, there's two albums right in a row in like seventy three, seventy four, whatever it is, that are like start to finish just masterpieces. And there's things from all of the albums that are good, but I they're the thing that I normally hate in music, which is like Queen is another example where you basically have to put together your own greatest hits to listen to the band. Like if you put on any queen album, you're going to be upset like half of the time. <laughs> Cause it's just not start to finish. They're just not good. And that goes for all of the dead albums, except for two of them. And maybe my second favorite dead song is Sh- shakedown street, which is also not on one of the good albums and the rest of the album is not good. But it's it's just they're both very funky, very, very the opposite of what I think most people are looking for with with, with the dead. I've gotten uh, the the uh, Grateful Dead dunks, the the, the Nike dunks. Ah. Uh, I mean, Not like a, I thought that was going to be a VHS tape where they could yeah, <laughs> cool. So, Jerry Garcia's <laughs> nastiest windmills. And I I I I actually have been trying to find a photograph of my mom's uh ankle because she had one of the dead bears on her ankle and i want to do it exactly the way that she had hers because and i know it was a yellow bear but i don't know exactly which position that the bear was in and what color that the the other part of it like the collar is or whatever so i totally agree that this makes no sense like i'm the opposite of who you would normally think of as a deadhead like i have a watch so like you know what I mean? like that's the number one thing you wear a watch you know that that wrist is reserved for hemp right. bracelets <laughs> there's no space for right. a watch right well there's no time in their world also. like i don't have a right. rain stick or like right. a hacky sack or whatever we gotta I actually, get you a hacky also, sack. just real quick on this last point on this i actually was at their last concert if you can wow. believe it wow so in 1995, my parents gave me a round trip ticket to anywhere in the United States 
And I picked Madison, Wisconsin, because I had a I had pen pals there, and I didn't know until they they ran a label called Rhetoric Records, which actually um, in that same trip, I I saw the Promise Rings like second or third practice ever. Like they were a band there, and we went to the practice in like a it was like in a basement. And uh, anyway, their job, other than running the label, was traveling with the Grateful Dead and selling shit at the show. So we were at Soldier Field, the old Soldier Field in 1995 outside. They were selling, I don't even remember what they had, like probably bracelets or something. I don't remember. But I mean, we didn't go in. You could hear them out there. And I just remember, you know, my favorite band was Jawbreaker. So I was like, this is, uh, this is bullshit. I can't, I, I hate this music. I hate the people. But it's a, really in a, a crazy thing to like think back on that I was at their last concert because he died wild. like not long after that. Jerry died. Yeah, so, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, um, we got two songs left. We should uh, we should get to we, we got to get to Facebook this week because we didn't do it last week. So let's do uh, Whitney next. Okay, I'm surprised that that's the order you want to go in, but we'll do that. All right, so this is how will I know from Whitney? I'm going to say I think it's maybe my favorite on the list, uh, but here it is. I think it's a keyboard. <laughs> it's gotta be, right? Hold on, let's skip forward. It's all about her vocals. Uh. <laughs> I'm surprised you seem unmoved. But... <laughs> Tom's talking to a cat. One of the greatest forts of all time. I was talking to Antonia. <laughs> she seemed. I was really expecting a big response out of that. She's a big Whitney fan and just couldn't. She started dancing though. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's the best vocals ever. I agree. Maybe I think ever. so too. We can I tell you really fast? So, uh, Antonia, this was in the days of Movie Pass. There was a documentary that came out about Whitney Houston. I can't. I can't remember. If I've told this story on the show before or whatever, I'll make it fast. Uh, the only showing in New York was, uh, at this theater in Brooklyn and it was like an AMC or Regal or something like that. Tickets are like $25 or some shit like that. And I have movie pass. So I'm like, well, I'll just do that. And Antonio is like, no, we cannot risk it. There's only one night this is showing. It's certainly going to be sold out. And it's like a 10 PM or a 10 30 PM showing. And so we pay, it's like a $50 night of whatever to buy tickets to this fucking thing. We show up, of course, 
there's two other people in the theater. Right. Yeah. They slowly make their way out throughout the movie. One of them is asleep, I think. And it's one of the most depressing things I've ever seen. We get out of the theater at one in the morning. I had to work the next day. It was a horrible night, but God damn it. She is incredible. It's, it's, I will give her that. We saw it. We were both moved and both, uh, just very deeply disturbed by, uh, the life and times of Whitney Houston. But, uh, y'all yeah. remember movie pass <laughs> for Sorry. real though. Sorry, Tom. I feel like Tommy was waiting to do the same thing. Sorry, Tommy. <laughs> I don't get a chance. To, I don't get a chance to show my. Yeah, I don't get to play this character very often. So I'm gonna. I might just jump character. on your lines. So the thing about Whitney is, again, like you guys have to understand, and I know that you've known me in an era where I would have written her off as this is corny, this is cheesy, and there just becomes a point in your life where you just realize that i don't care what it means to listen to whitney houston it doesn't it's such a it's such a like she's such a great i mean the vocals are just impeccable it's the song uh, is so much fun and i mean honestly i feel like that she i put her on here and i feel bad that i mentioned madonna like to me this is sort of in this is what is my view of 80s like uh just a a a a lady in front of a microphone in the 80s this is what it sounds like yeah you know, Jan and no one's really better to the 80s. no one right. was better at that madonna doesn't hold a candle yeah. to that i mean uh, no, madonna's I mean, fun that's, but that's not it i would say madonna has played a bigger role in forming the music that i like like bands and artists that i currently like like i'm sure the war on drugs or you know the national or any other current bands that i like probably like madonna and they they may also like whitney but certainly to music uh like bands or like rock and roll music madonna means more but i mean and I guess also another thing I wanted to have like a d- diverse grouping of, of bands and artists. Like sure. I felt like that it made it, like, rather than just having six rock and roll songs, which of yeah. course is what I love the most. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I wore a minute work shirt because they're also <laughs> a band uh, that could very easily be on this list. And they are another great example of what it was like in the eighties where um, you have a band not from the United States that uh, just sort of became famous in the in the music video era and just was all over it. you know their 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 videos were everywhere and honestly minute work if they had one or two other albums that were great they would be like one of my 10 favorite bands ever mm-hmm. they just really only have like eight songs that I love yeah but there's a bunch of other bands and artists from this era, from this, from this de- decade that really d- deserve to be talked about, I guess. Um, I- anyway. Yeah. Um, I do want to play this last song real fast. So I'm just going to queue it up and uh, we'll talk about it afterwards. So this is Jared's uh, number one. <laughs> That's right. It's been Now, here's what pisses me off about this pick. It's not even in the 80s, Jared, but you needed it on there so bad that you you shoehorned it in. All right. This is a great this is a great this is a great time for me to to bring this up. You guys. You really you really you swear to God that you like that song. 
You're not kidding when you say. <laughs> when did I say I that? Yeah, well, no. Song, what are you talking about? I Tommy's never said cool. that. Who? Tommy's never said that. I don't think that Tommy. I'm, Tom, I'm Tommy, by the way. <laughs> <You have>. Who? <laughs> Great plug for Tommy's album. Who's Tommy? Funny, <laughs> Named after this very <laughs> podcast episode. Um, I just Tommy, you're saying that you are not a fan of the band. <laughs> I'm not a bare naked ladies guy. No, um, I like some of the songs, but that, that 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 song is just a novelty. You know, it's a. Uh, I would never say it's a good song. Is it? So you're saying, and all right, I appreciate you saying, I appreciate you saying that. But let me ask you this, and I assume you mean like Brian Wilson. I don't know what song you mean is the is what you kind of like, but that's what they all sound like. Mm-hmm. It's all someone who would fail an open mic, who would get booed off the stage at an open mic that tried to figure out a way. How can I be funny some other way? I know how to play guitar. And I have a voice that's not out of tune like the guy from Third, Third Eye Blind. So how do I then, how do I force people to listen to my comedy some other way? Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's that thing. Hard disagree. I think that they're the two funniest people on the planet. Uh, God damn. <laughs> this, is, this has been a great way to end Jared's positivity. I, do actually... <laughs> I had to force it out of him somehow. Um. No, there. Let's let's play this last song because uh, we we are deep into this pod, and then uh, we'll go to the Facebook. So the last song here is from In Excess. It's Don't Change. the list i i believe that's the best song of the 80s and i think that one of the reasons like one of the things that really catches me about about the song is i i don't have it in front of me but i don't i don't know where it charted i don't know if it even did chart it was the it was the most interesting fact in my opinion of 
track lists in the 80s is that it's the last song on an album that was not even a big deal when it came out mm-hmm. and you know everyone that's listening to this podcast even if you don't know the band or you don't know music from the 80s knows that 99 of the time the hit from an album is going to be within the first three to four songs on right. the album I mean, unless it's thriller and the whole album is hits, like sure. most of the time you, you, you sequence load. it. Yeah. And now, um, charted at 80, thing, by the way. Exactly. And the In one thing which was probably the biggest hit on the album is the first song. That must be what they thought would be the song. So to me, the thing, okay. So In Excess to me is a perfect example of what the 80s means to me in that i remember hearing their earliest stuff when i was really little and then by the time i really kind of understood what i was doing i got to be 10 11 and really kind of was making my own choices in music that's when kick was released which is maybe my favorite album of the 80s now that we can't listen to thriller uh it's probably my favorite start to finish album of the 80s and it's it's perfect and so, but this would be the best song on Kick, and it and it is not even. Con- I don't even know if in excess if they had a great like a greatest hits collection if it's even on there. Mm-hmm. But uh, but sort of one of the things that 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 I love about the song is is that it's just it's exactly what I imagine a kid uh, like a teenager in the eighties sort of riding his bike, listening to a Walkman, sort of being free in the summer just sort of thinking about their life that's the song that i think of when i think of that and there's bands like the psychedelic furs that sort of have that same kind of vibe to to some of their hits and they could have very easily been on here um and but this is this is this is what i think of when i think of summer in the 80s i love it i have a few song facts here that i think are pretty interesting that uh that i want to give you here um one of them is that uh you i mean it obviously is a pretty impactful song bruce springsteen played this at a show in sydney australia in 2014 and again later in new york uh they um this is did you i don't know if you knew this this is the last song that they played live so here's what's gonna piss you off about this (laughs) um Uh, this was the last song that they played live. They used it to close their set at Perth Arena on November 11th, 12th, wrapping up a tour as opening act for Matchbox 20. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Lead singer Rob Thomas joined them on vocals during the performance. <laughs> that, that, that is a perfect standby your band ending. <laughs> the crowd was shocked when NXS announced from the stage that it would be their last show. They confirmed the news in a statement two days later. It, you think it was like they weren't? They didn't even agree on that in the second Rob Thomas' vocals hit? They were like, it's got to end. It's over. I like if they had if, if if we had a uh, narrator for what we're doing on <laughs> Zoom during the podcast, it would have said Thompson holds his ha- his head in his hands <laughs> as news as the news is being told to him that that Rob Thomas joined NXS on stage. It's done the last with, moment with Mama Mama food stuff. What was it called? Seafood Mama. Seafood Mama. <laughs> Incredible. One thing, but it's awful. A quick thing about NXS is that 
that that show Rockstar NXS. I don't know if you watched it or if you're, but it's such a crazy idea to me in the mid 2000s. So their their lead singer had had passed away, and in the mid 2000s they had a Mark Burnett. Uh, Mark Burnett had passed famous, away. Like, what didn't he die? He hung himself jacking off, Tommy. Oh my God. <laughs> he hung himself That's jacking off me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you don't remember this, Tommy. Tommy lives a wild life. This, this happens to life, him too often. Persona is built upon this, Tommy. I don't know what, why you wouldn't know. <laughs> so, but I think it's, so cool. it's just so tasteless to do a reality show to find your new singer when, yeah. when, when that had happened. Yep. And especially yeah. by Mark Burnett, who a lot of people think is responsible for Donald Trump being our right. president. Yeah. Uh, he's got the yep. tapes. Yep, yep. He, he's he got has the tapes. Been saying the n word and shit. Yeah, give us the tapes. I don't think that <laughs> anyone tapes, would even Mark care. Burnett. Come on, but Mark. It, yeah, I, it made me never. I, I think knowing about that reality show because that came out when I was fourteen or fifteen, like when I was starting to get really into music, and I think that made me think of them as a shitty band. The fact that they hmm. would do this reality show because mm-hmm. it didn't seem like something a cool band would do. Uh, mm. So, but then listening to the song, the song was great, and it makes me want to listen to them more. I just like had a distaste for them based on that show. I think I would also. I know I've said a lot of stuff that's off the top six, but I would be very. I would kick myself if I didn't mention um, the only reason I didn't put it. It's not on the playlist at the club because it's not on title. But it's Eddie Grant. Uh, uh, it's uh, 1983. Eddie Grant. And it's called it's called Electric Avenue. And for some reason, it's not available mm-hmm. on titles. I don't know. But my point yeah. is, is that like that was very similar to um, a couple of the other songs were like, that's one of the first songs that formulated my my views of music. And um, Eddie Grant is an interesting just if you read about him, like he was um, a really weird dude. And uh, the song very oddly got on the radio and and for some reason is now lost i guess i i have it on i've got it on itunes i bought it years Mm -hmm. and years ago and it's in my itunes but it's not available in title damn so well uh it is time for us to go to facebook now i I do want to say really quickly I i was a little surprised so you were talking about the song that you would go to if you have five minutes you're like i can only listen to one song Mine is from the eighties and it is talking heads. This must be the place. Are you, do you, do you hate them? What's your deal? Oh no, no. They honestly, like we, there was, as we went in, into this best of the eighties list, they made as many lists as any band of my years. And, um, they, when we, when the discussion was brought up, like who's the best artist and who's the best band of the eighties, they, I think we're either my choice or I had the cure. It's one uh-huh. or the other. It really is a, a coin flip. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, um, we do have, let's see. Also, my oh, favorite yeah, song of the decade of theirs is the same year. It, it just was my third favorite song of, wow. of the year. They, like they were number three a couple years. So. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. I mean, it's tough. Yeah. It's a whole decade. So we gave you quite a task. Right. Uh Okay, so John Griffin says, hopefully the cult will be discussed. Any thoughts on the cult? No. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Gwen's uncle says, oh, thank goodness, the content we've all been waiting for. Who angry faced that? That would be Jared That Thompson. was me. <laughs> I did. Some uh, dog is uh, not giving, you know, that was mean. That's a mean thing to say. What do you mean? I think she was being serious. She's closing out the uh, the 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 uh, comedy fest tomorrow night oh, and Thursday shit. night. 
Uh, well, if you listen, if you're, I'm, Very- I'm assuming it's sold out, right? No, no, nope. <laughs> that air is over with, Tom. <laughs> we're we're, we're uh, past that. Those. Th- those words <laughs> sold out. That is not a thing in our vo- vocab. Okay, well, this yeah. comes out Wednesday morning, so uh, yeah, there get, you go. Get, a, get it's in one there. Of sunk dog who was not being serious when she wrote that. Then, uh, <laughs> she comes here. Uh, let's see. John Stigall says uh, that one time Jared played what he thought was the worst, and I liked it and told him so. That was awesome. It um, must be when I guess it must be when I played the 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 playlist for Stand by Your Band. Mm-hmm. I, I the only thing I can think of that he meant. Yeah, yeah, because I'm not sure. Was when yeah. I I put a playlist together of the bands that you guys were going to talk about. Yeah, uh, Emily Blackwood says best of Harry Styles mix. She's just making fun of the fact that I that I love Harry Styles, which I do. <laughs> All right, well there you go. Uh, Bill Moore yeah. says I don't care much uh, for the Beatles '80s stuff. Is that some? I think That's, he's trying to get after. I think he's. I think he's. He is. You. Yeah. In fact, it's funny that you mentioned that someone wrote and I responded to, and then they deleted it, where they said, "If he doesn't mention, and I don't remember what band it was, <laughs> yeah, if he doesn't mention blank, then fuck his opinion." And right. I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Well, yeah. anyway, I I I tried to respond to it because it was a it was a band that I definitely like. Yeah. So it was either REM or Talking Heads or The Cure. I think it was The Cure, in okay. fact. And which they didn't oh, yeah. make the list, but they should have. Yeah. I mean, they very easily could and should have. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's like we said, there's so many bands to, there's there's so much music yeah. to cover over a decade. I, I was also surprised not to see The Cure, but uh, it's all bangers. So uh, what do you want? Uh, Miranda Britton says, I think we're alone now by Tiffany is the greatest song of the 80s if you're a lesbian. Uh, if you're straight, it's probably Africa or something. Honorable mention, heaven is a place on earth. Now, I don't really appreciate that shot at straight people, Miranda. (laughs) 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 Although, Africa is great. Um, And I was tempted to play that instead of the Bare Naked Ladies song. But I do like Africa. That's what I was, that's what I knew. To her point, point, all three of us like Africa. That's the problem is I was going to play it and then I realized, oh, but you do, I think, like that. I do like it. I do. Um, but, uh, and both, and as I wrote in that comment, both of those songs are on my best of those years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, last couple. Oh, I guess there's two more. Uh, Matt Alonzo Morning says, "Spoiler: The entire playlist is just putting on the Ritz by Taco over and over." Love it. I also love, love it. That. It's fantastic. And Kevin Frolic says, "I say this in complete sincerity. Cindy Lauper's She's So Unusual is an absolute start to finish masterpiece. Better than Thriller. Yeah, I said it." See comments about the cult. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. And uh, see food, mama. Um, no! <laughs> no! Uh, we got to wrap it up. I mean, uh, Tommy, what, do you want me to go first? you want to go first? I can what do you go think? first. Or do we so want to give Jared his final, you know? Oh, yeah, Jared, give your final uh, your final thoughts. Final thoughts well, on I was your just going to say, I do, have, I do have a breaking news announcement. And uh, Brian Regan is going to be at the Comedy Attic next weekend. Can I tell you I'm opening? I (laughs) Steve Rogers is opening, and I found out about this yesterday, and I've never been more angry in my life. With who? (laughs) Caitlin Balufo told me about this yesterday. She doesn't want me to say this because she was like, oh, I probably shouldn't have told you, but I'm Who did you say was opening? Steve Rogers. I don't know who that is. That's Brian Regan's opener. Very funny man. 
Ke- Kelly Collette was supposed to headline that weekend, uh, and so I was trying to get her as the opener so that we didn't have to move it. Yeah. So I didn't know. I didn't even. You knew more. You. You you knew first. His agent doesn't know this. Yeah. Well, I I, I think that's what's happening. That's what uh, yeah. that's what I understand to be the case. Yeah. And, so we're putting uh, the I think old Paloof right Dog after... is going to be there too. I don't think I don't think she's I don't know about the show thing, but she just wanted to go along. It's going to be a nice little time. I mean, Brian Regan, people. I mean, it's my favorite comedy album of all time. So it's so this good. Is like it's this insane. is my number one, literally the number one thing that we've never been able to do. I've I, never been fact, more upset to not be in Bloomington to see something. It's, uh, it's honestly insane. like I sat on a, I sat on a conference call, uh, like an agent who, you know, Tom, uh, let me thinking that there was going to be this like crazy great moment for the club. He let me dial in on a conference call when they're talking about Brian Regan's tour. This would have been like 2013, yeah. maybe somewhere in there. And they they lead with the first thing you're going to do is go to the comedy attic and this is you know they they, they were really pushing him to come and they yeah. said great things about the club and then we find out that their minimum requirement was 400 seats jesus so like, i have to sit there no and listen yeah. yeah i'd listen to the whole conference call knowing that. yeah we i know who that was <laughs> yeah, yeah you're right he did the same thing yeah to he did you, the same thing, thing to me in my whole career uh anyway uh <laughs> we uh we we do need to wrap it up so i'm just gonna go ahead. i mean it's a six out of six what are we what are we gonna do here it's a it's the best of the year. i you know what actually fuck it 5.5 out of six no! there was one song that i was like that's eh, fine um then you figure out which one it is but uh <laughs> I, I gotta go um tommy what are your thoughts it's a six out of six playlist. Uh, I'll go to five point nine nine. Used to be an asshole. And if you have Man. any pictures of uh, Jared's mom's ankle, send them my way. Oh my uh, god, Tommy! <laughs> what the fuck? Jeez. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> Jared, what do you give the playlist? Uh, I'm gonna also give it a 5.99. I don't know. So a little bit. Something about uh, Head Over Heels kind of kind of struck me the wrong way. I was yeah. I was thinking it was gonna be tears. I wrote the Go Go's, but I meant Tears for Fear. So I'm gonna go 5.99. You played the wrong song, even though I wrote uh, <laughs> wrote it. But um, what the no, hell? Uh, uh, this was fun. I mean, honestly, I've already scheduled. We're gonna do the same thing for the seventies. Um, oh, is it? I, You've already scheduled. Yeah, it? Yeah, I already scheduled yeah. it. Yeah. Did our schedules not factor in? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'll do it by myself if I have to. But um, and I, you know what? This was so much fun. I'll do the nineties too if you really want. To. <laughs> That's I, what I want to hear. I'm doing the thing where, like, at the end of the weekend, we had a bad weekend. Pat Dixon was hit. Oh was my god. Club. Sure. And he was like, "Hey, let's get a new let's get a new week on the books." And he yeah. brings the book back, and I'm like, "Sure, let's get a week on the books." And then we just it, and then I cancel. Oh, so boy. my point is, is that like you might not want to do this, but I had fun. So if you want to do it, I'll figure out a night. We got to do this do- again soon. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> it, was it was very fun. Uh, get on the Patreon, people. Go uh, get tickets to the Comedy Attic. You're doing virtual shows, right? Uh, too, right? Yeah, I mean, not for the did- Brian Regan. Show, yeah, but yes, yeah, yeah. in general, yes. Uh, Okay, so get on and that. And the Kelly Collette weekend did get moved to se- September 11th and 12th. I know she's that you guys are friends as, as, with, yeah. with Kelly. Yeah, and as somehow well. that's and still so, the worst thing to happen on 9 11. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. 
JK, check well, out Kelly. Doesn't get club. bumped twice like yeah. you did for Mike Birbiglia. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what caused me to change my name. It all worked that's out. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, get on that. Uh, buy Tommy's album, Who's Tommy, which has been. Watch the whole. Uh, I put the whole footage of the recording, the full yes. hours on YouTube. Hell yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so um, you can watch that right now for free. Check it out. Get Do you have a hat there. on, though, in the, in the, uh, at the show? No hat. I am wearing a nice suit. He looks I fantastic. Can't <laughs> oh, I can't God. stare at that. I can't stare at your He bald looks head. fantastic. You're more bald than yeah, I Yeah, you're the baldest man I've ever seen now, Jared. Yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Like I said, get on the Patreon. $3 a month, and it gets you a bonus episode every goddamn week. What a what a win for you. And this week's going to be us. a dramatic episode. Yes, too, it will. We have Kevin to confront Kevin. To <laughs> yeah, you, you're going to want to listen to this one because we're both angry. Uh, we found out <laughs> Kevin talked shit about the podcast, and we don't know what he said, which makes it even worse because now I'm left to imagine what he said. Oh, Tom, he doesn't know shit. Uh, that's the sort of things he's probably saying. Uh, anyway, we're going to, we're going to confront him with it this week. So <laughs> listen to this week's uh, Patreon episode this Friday or Saturday, whenever we drag his ass down to record. Um, all right. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks again, Jared. Keep it crispy. Yep. Bye. Bye. This is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer. He hears things differently to the untrained ear. Everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.